Welcome to the Hidden Voice Podcast with me, your host, Samala Bygraves. This is a podcast for women who are desiring an exploration into shadow work. It is for those who are ready to uncover the wisdom that lives within our deepest fears and the liberation on the other side of transforming the shame and guilt that shrouds our past experiences. Join me and astrologer Danielle every fortnight as we shed light on the hidden parts of ourselves and society that have been kept in the shadows. This is a space for raw conversation, rebirth and transformation. This is where we uncover our hidden voice. Welcome to the Hidden Voice Podcast. In this week's episode, I am going to be delving into the beginning of my exploration into shadow work and the importance of addressing the unconscious aspects of ourselves. Now, as I sit recording this podcast, we have just moved through the potent new moon in Aries, as well as now sitting in the powerful portal of the solar eclipse. So I am definitely feeling these energies quite heavily. I recorded the main episode yesterday and <laughs> I struggled to formulate sentences. I, you know, I could really feel the effect on my energy. I have also just come back from a trip in Australia and I do feel that between the last new moon and this new moon I have moved through quite a death portal and coming out the other side really feeling into you know what it is that I am wanting for myself and really sitting in true surrender at the moment really just holding everything suspended in thin air so all that to say I feel that there is some very powerful energy moving through and by the time you receive this podcast, who knows what will have unfolded and I hope you're well as you listen to this. So before we get into today's episode, the beautiful Danielle, our resident astrologist, trauma counsellor, just all things mythology, cosmology, you know, she's so beautiful at telling these stories and really helping us to see how they relate to aspects of our psyche within and without. She is going to be talking about telling us the story of Minos and the Minotaur and the importance of addressing the shadow, the collective shadow. And she's also going to be touching on Taurus and Scorpio as we are moving into Taurus season. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode, that you enjoy listening to Danielle's potent wisdom and find some resonance for your own life. As always, take what resonates and leave the rest. And if you do have any questions off the back of this episode, if you would like any information, if you would like to get in touch with Danielle or myself, as always, all of the details will be in the show notes. So enjoy the episode and I will see you on the other side. For this episode, we're going to talk about King Minos. Theseus and the Minotaur. So King Minos of Crete made a deal with Poseidon, who we know of as Neptune. Uh, Neptune was the god of the sea. Minos promised to sacrifice the best of his herd of beautiful white bulls to the god in exchange for control over the seas around Crete. Poseidon duly kept his half of the bargain. However, 
King Minos was unable to bring himself to lose such a beautiful possession, and when the time came, sacrificed a less attractive animal. So in revenge, Poseidon, with the help of Aphrodite, who we know of as Venus, caused King Minos' wife, Queen Pasiphae, to fall in love with the bull and mate with it. Pasiphae became obsessed with the bull, and she had an inventor construct a hollow wooden cow that she could hide in to have sex with the bull. In Greek mythology, sleeping with mythological animals, or gods pretending to be animals, was quite common, but always, always disastrous. In this case, the offspring of this terrifying union was the Minotaur, a beast half-human, half-bull, which fed off the living flesh of human beings. So to cover up his shame, King Minos hid the Minotaur deep in a labyrinth and regularly fed it on sacrifices taken from the surrounding population. So Theseus, son of the King of Athens, volunteered to be one of those sent to sacrifice, and he managed to slay the Minotaur and found his way back out of the labyrinth with the help of Minos' daughter Ariadne, who gave him a ball of thread to mark his path. So the origin of the word Minotaur is quite unsurprising. Tor is the ancient Greek word for bull, and the originator of the astrological Taurus. Well, Mino is simply the shortening of Minos, Minotaur, is quite simply the bull of Minos. So in many ways, the rampant bestial appetites of the Minotaur reflect Taurus' own appetites for food, for possessions, for money or status. And like King Minos, Taurians are good at hiding their problems and just feeding them rather than getting to the heart of the matter. They're also very good at ignoring their changing emotional needs and staying with what they know rather than what is good for them. So Taurus is the sign that lies opposite to Scorpio, the sign associated with deep emotions and the sign connected to the collective shadow. When talking about resisting the shadow and stuffing problems into the corner, we refer to the Taurus-Scorpio axis and we all have these signs and this axis in our charts. The balance to be struck for Taurus is one between material security and emotional fulfilment. And perhaps the path to finding that balance may lie with a little ball of thread. A little foresight and forward planning can help us to stay on the right path in life and shine a light on the shadow to release us from the labyrinth of our minds. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Hidden Voice podcast. An integral intention behind this podcast is shining a light on the shadow, on the hidden parts of ourselves and society that long to be seen and heard. Shadow work, in my opinion, is a vital part of our inner healing. And whatever we disown and hide within ourselves will only continue to manifest and be reflected back to us. It was through my discovery of shadow work that I dramatically propelled myself forward into a journey of healing and self-discovery and ultimately true authenticity. Whatever we push away or hide or disown will continue to be reflected back to us for as long as it stays hidden within 
the basement of our minds, so to speak. My exploration of shadow work really began about three months into my therapy journey. So in 2020, if you haven't read my book, Spiral, that was when I experienced quite a cataclysmic mental health at the time. I saw it as a mental health crisis. And of course it was, but in truth, it was, you know, me hitting total rock bottom, mind, body, and soul. It was through my journey of at first going and working with a therapist and kind of really speaking to the kind of the top level of what was going on, that as the months unfolded, I felt this desire to really begin to look within inside myself. And I can't fully say where that desire came from, but it was an intuitive feeling or nudging that I wanted to go deeper because even though my sessions were amazing and, you know, was talking therapy, there was a degree of perpetual storytelling that was going on. And it was through shadow work and really beginning to see that I was only accessing a very small part of myself and that the part of myself that was often running the show was keeping aspects of my full self hidden. So my coach likes to say that, you know, when we bring all of the parts of ourselves online, then we get to play the game of life with a full deck of cards. So in essence, the way that I see shadow work is this process of essentially reclaiming and integrating all of the parts of ourselves, all of the aspects of ourselves that we have hidden, that we have repressed, that we have hidden away, you know, deep within us and kind of deemed being unworthy or being unlikable or, you know, worried that if we show certain parts of ourselves that we will be rejected. So shadow work, you know, really you know, you can be done by yourself, but I think that it really, it makes a huge difference when you are in a space of facilitation. But, you know, the premise of shadow work is essentially whatever you don't claim or own will begin to run the show and essentially own you. So integrating and drawing in all of the parts of yourself and really reclaiming, you know, all of the little pieces of you that may have kind of been repressed or pushed away as life has gone on, you know, through experiences of trauma, you know, conditioning as children, you know, especially conditioning, you know, we're all subject to conditioning. And as a child, even if the person had the best intentions, if a child's thinks that a certain trait or a certain action is, you know, is unlovable because obviously a child's ultimate, you know, survival is the most important thing, then it's highly likely that we will put that part of ourselves and, you know, hide that part of ourselves away. So, you know, really reclaiming all of the bits that, you know, have been lost along our life journey, you know, this is the key to really becoming your most authentic, most true self. Because every one of us has the full, full spectrum, the full deck of cards of humanity inside of us. And, you know, shadow work is so integral. It is such a huge part of the work. It is a huge part of truly stepping into 
being the conscious creator of your life because if you don't know what is in the shadow, then like I said, it will own you. It will run the show. So when we have these aspects of self that are hidden away and they can be good and bad, you know, or deemed to be good or bad, you know, there is, as Danielle has said before in this podcast, you know, there is gold in the shadow, beautiful aspects, beautiful, authentic parts of a person that for whatever reason decided that that wasn't good enough and that needed to be hidden away, you know, from myself. You know, I hid away so many of my gifts of the things that I truly loved because through conditioning, through, you know, not really knowing myself, through trauma, I had deemed that those parts of myself were unlovable and not worthy. And, you know, when it comes to society standards, you know, not what somebody should be doing or what's what's not what somebody should be wanting. So, you know, we're all going to have both kind of good and bad, and I have air, quote, air quotes as I say that, hidden in the shadows. And when we deny these parts of ourselves, we're essentially giving our power away. And then what happens is, is that we're almost at the whim of external external experiences and external sources. So this is kind of where, you know, you become triggered or certain experiences you will avoid because it's too painful or it's too uncomfortable. So where your subconscious, where your kind of unconscious parts of you are sort of running the show, you're going to avoid doing certain things in order not to have to face that part of yourself because it's too painful. And because you're, you know, through protection. So this is how I see it. You know, my brain you know, is geared towards survival. So it's going to kind of assess the situation and be like, okay, it's not safe to do that thing because that thing is going to lead to you being rejected because because survival is the ultimate goal. But, you know, it's sort of seeing that, oh, it was just through protection. That's, you know, that's how that thing got hidden away. But actually I'm safe and I don't need everybody to, you know, love me and accept me. Ultimately, it is me that needs to accept and love myself. So, you know, to give an example, you know, when I was a child, you know, I definitely was somebody who, you know, expressed, you know, a huge amount of kind of creativity. I, you know, I really loved like coming up with ideas about things. And this is a really big aspect to, um, if we can bring the lens of human design in, you know, as a manifester, I don't work you know, the way that 70% of the population works. So as a manifesto child, I was quite autonomous. I like to go off and do my own thing. I was always coming up with little ideas. I wanted people to do things the way that I wanted to do them. And I, you know, I freely explored this part of myself until over time, I was continually told that I was too much, that I was too loud, that you know, that's not the way the world works. And this is, you know, this was through, this wasn't just family, like this was, you know, school, this was friends, this was, you know, society, societal conditioning. So as I began to grow up and as obviously I began to formulate my perspective and my view on the world, I began to, you know, create the perception that being creative, being autonomous, you know, sometimes letting things go before they were finished is actually going to result in, you know, a poor, a poor life, poor outcomes, and that that's not the way things are done. And, you know, that I need to to do things the way that other people do them. So through that, 
I then cast certain aspects of myself into the shadows. So then what happens is, is that I people please and I say yes to things that I don't really want to do. And then over time, I abandon myself more and more. I abandon my creativity. I abandon my self-expression. I abandon my autonomy. And then eventually I become so I'm triggered by other people because I'm th- I've thrown my creativity, I've thrown my autonomy into my shadow, and then as a defense mechanism, so I don't have to be faced with it, I'm continually triggered by people who are creative, who are autonomous, and then I feel that sense of like, oh, you know, they get to do that, or you know, however that's going to come up. So I hope that this is making sense, but you know, this concept, you know, can apply to like anything. So anything about yourself that you have deemed being unworthy, unlovable, not good enough, you know, that gets put into the shadow. And then every time you see someone, you know, being that or expressing that, you will feel some emotion, some, you know, use the word trigger. There'll be a feeling of being triggered, you know, whatever that is. Maybe it's envy, maybe it's jealousy, maybe it's judgment, you know, maybe it's shame. You know, if you if you even express that part of yourself because it's going to come out, <laughs> you know, 100%, like these parts of ourselves that we repress, they will come out and then you may experience shame or you'll experience guilt. Um, so, you know, it's really shadow work is essentially reclaiming these aspects of yourself that you deemed as being unlovable. And through that, you can really begin to take back your power and unplug yourself from being ruled by others and really beginning to own all aspects of yourself and really beginning to integrate them. And then through this, you can then begin to live a way more authentic and, you know, life that is truly in alignment with your deep core values and, you know, your authenticity. And, you know, this is the work that I have been doing with my coach because, you know, so I I began this journey in 2020. So this started with me, it really started with me beginning with um, energy work. So working with my subtle body. So this is when I went to work with a Reiki healer and, you know, really beginning to understand that, you know, my thoughts created emotion within my body and that my energy body, that there were blockages within my energy body and that a lot of that was to do with you know, where I was repressing certain things, repressing certain emotions. And then from there, I ended up working, doing some work with, and I write about this in my book, doing some work with a friend of mine, Jenny Burrell, and we did what's called Compassionate Inquiry. So again, it was beginning to see that there are all these parts, you know, parts within our psyche, and they're all helpful. Some of them you know, obviously sometimes can become overused, but again, it's all about integrating them back into kind of balance. And then it was sort of from there that I went into um, subconscious reprogramming and did a lot of work in 2022 where I was doing the 2B magnetic, and I'll link this in the show notes, 2B magnetic, the subconscious reprogramming. And this was actually all to do with manifestation. So I was somebody who never really kind of engaged in the process of manifesting that in truth, we're manifesting all of the time. 
But I kind of started as a two-bit magnetic manifestation program because I wanted to do the subconscious reprogramming because we manifest from our subconscious. And then it was off the back of doing the subconscious reprogramming and integrating my shadow and really understanding how my shadow is sort of controlling or owning the way that I'm moving through the world that I began to be able to shift and really, you know, change the way that my life was looking. And then from there, it was when I began to work with my coach, Brad, where, you know, we've really kind of gone deep into, you know, becoming very much in really understanding like what my values are, accepting them and really beginning to uncover, you know, who I am, what I want. And a huge aspect of that obviously is shadow work. So, you know, it's definitely been a journey and it doesn't happen overnight. I think that, you know, maybe I've gone about it in a a longer way, Um, but, you know, it's been an amazing experience to really, to really just begin to see that every trait every trait has a purpose and that actually when you begin to own those traits and own your shadow, that you can just move through a world or move through the world, sorry, just in a much in a much calmer and less emotional reactive way. Like don't get me wrong, I still experience triggers and I still experience, you know, things that that I'm still working on, but it's, you know, it's, it's way way less. And I think the most important thing off the back of really leaning into shadow work has been really connecting to myself and and knowing myself and seeing that, you know, we cannot have light without dark and, you know, the darkest aspects of ourselves can also be, you know, the most potent and hold the most wisdom. And I see you know, I see the shadow when I see the things that we hide and the things that we feel shame, shameful for, you know, these can often be the most powerful parts of ourself. And I think about the menstrual cycle and how the luteal phase and the menstrual phase have been in essence thrown into the shadow. You know, everybody wants the light, but nobody wants the dark. And, you know, in in those phases is when we have the most potent connection to our intuition. You know, we have that connection to the wild woman and the wise woman. You know, when we think about aging and moving into perimenopause and menopause, again, that's another aspect of life that's been thrown into the shadow. Death has been thrown into the shadow. So, you know, we're not just talking about things like, you know, feeling like you're too much or too too confident or, you know, whatever it is, it's actually these huge parts of society that have been put into the shadow. And then, you know, then we just amass this huge amount of shame and guilt around those aspects of self and they hold such great power. So, you know, I really urge people, especially, you know, if you're experiencing trigger or triggers or any uncomfortable feelings or emotions, like really have a look at that. Like, so for me now, if I, if I experience maybe a trigger or I feel maybe shame, or if I'm experiencing kind of any envy um, or other emotions, strong emotions, I'm like, I'm, I'm curious. I'm like, okay, like, what is this telling me? Like, what am I, what am I hiding from myself? What am I repressing? What am I not wanting to see? you know, I get really curious about it rather than trying to shove that down into the shadow as well or not wanting to feel it. So 
there's so much wisdom in the darkness, in the uncomfortable. And especially when we are seeing things in our life that we don't like, I often see now, like for myself, like if I'm having something reflected back to me, I'm like, okay, like, why is this being reflected back to me? Where am I not integrating? Where am I disowning something? And then slowly, slowly, you know, this begins to happen, like, you know, almost like automatically now, like I kind of just go into a process of like, oh, okay, you know, that's that. And it doesn't have to be a big story around it. But if you're yet to kind of foray into shadow work, you can start the process on your own. And it just really has some amazing, it does have some amazing benefits when we begin to really have a look into into our own shadow, we can gain, we'll gain more confidence and a higher sense of self-worth. You know, we can show up more confidently. We can show up as the full version of self, you know, shadow parts and all. And with that, then there's no more hidden, there's no more hidden self-doubt. So it's like, if you go into a situation and you've got all the stuff in your shadow, you're going to be terrified that it's going to come out, right? But if you, if you're owning all of it, then there's no fear there. So as you move forward to achieving whatever your goals are, you're going to be way more confident and in way more in your own self-worth. And again, you know, often our shadow traits are actually like some of those most valuable parts of our personality. So I think that, you know, like, like I said before, there is always gold in the shadow and it'll improve your creativity. You know, you can really tap into the darker aspects of yourself, those more kind of turbulent emotional qualities that are often beautiful for creation and and beautiful for creativity. It will, you know, 100% the relationships that you have with other people. Because what I found is that when I began to fully accept and own myself, the easier it was to really begin to fully accept and you know, just see other people where they are and meet them where they are. And I could see when I was projecting onto other people and you begin to then see people for who they really are. And then you can kind of build a much stronger relationship with them. You know, self-acceptance, again, developing self-acceptance. And then also what I found, which was most surprising is that as I began to delve into my shadow, there were these parts of myself that I completely forgot that I had, that I had within me, you know, my inner strengths, my resources, the things that I didn't even realize, didn't even realize I had there. And then actually they were the things that I, I most wanted to do. And, you know, the big one I think that is so important to touch on is that it really can improve your overall well-being because if we don't realize that through repressing aspects of ourselves, that that is going to affect our emotional health and therefore our physical health you know shadow work can really help you to really improve your wellness experience and your overall emotional well-being and this is certainly going to be a root cause you know for a lot of people when it comes to emotional you know emotional feelings of i guess trying to think about, you know, when I, for me, it was like, you know, constantly being or feeling like I was in this emotional roller coaster all the time. As I began to do shadow work, I was able to kind of move through life in a much calmer way. So therefore I was experiencing less stress and less emotional reactivity. So therefore I didn't have my stress hormones firing all of the time. And I think ultimately shadow work 
it really helped to give me way more clarity about who I was and what I want in the world. Even when I have days when I don't fully know what I'm doing or how I'm feeling, there's no nagging sensation within. It just gives me a much, I have a much clearer view now of my thoughts, my emotions, and I kind of understand certain patterns as well about why I may have acted the way that I did and why I still may act the way that I do. So, you know, all in all, I think shadow work just has this amazing, amazing, the amazing capacity to really transform our lives. So ultimately working, you're ultimately when you work with shadow and when you do shadow work, you're working with your unconscious mind in order to uncover the parts of yourself that you you have repressed and hidden from yourself. And this can include trauma. And, you know, that was a big part of my journey that there was a lot of trauma that I'd hidden in, in, my, into, in my shadow and parts of my personality that I subconsciously considered, you know, unworthy and unlovable. So I definitely recommend, you know, if you're curious, like having a little, having a little look into shadow work, but I definitely would recommend working with a coach, working with a facilitator. And of course, you know, I have my coach that I work with, but Danielle, who obviously, as you know, who always does the beautiful intros to the show, she is also a a counsellor, trauma counsellor. And, you know, she is very adept at working with people and working in the realms of shadow work. So I hope you've really enjoyed today's episode. It's been really fun for me to begin talking about this. And again, we'll definitely come back to this and discuss this more. But I just wanted to, again, just sort of begin to like introduce these topics. And then over the months, we can then kind of circle back and really unpack them even more. You know, because I know for me that the shadow work has really progressed and it's been very multi-layered. There's been many aspects to the shadow work. And in the way that I began doing it has, you know, dramatically shifted and changed compared to the way that I do the work now. So if you do have any questions about shadow or shadow work, please feel free to get in touch. All of the handles and links for what you need to use will be, of course, in the show notes. And as always, take care of yourselves. And I look forward to bringing you the next episode. If you're listening to this, then you've made it to the other side of the Hidden Voice podcast. And we want to thank you deeply. As some of you may know, I've birthed my first book this year, Spiral. It's my personal memoir of rebirth, reclaiming my voice and facing my shadow. Head to the show notes for how you can get your hands on a signed copy of my book. And if you would like to continue the conversation, subscribe to the show and be sure to share and review this episode.